Medtronic Technologies impacted more than 72 million people in the last year, equating to two people every second. Harnessing the power of technology to take healthcare further, each technology has unique benefits designed to serve patients. The goal of this program is to get closer to the patient and delve into the challenges and impact of each technology in practice. This is the Medtronic MedEd Learning Experience. The McGrath Mac video laryngoscope and McGrath Mac disposable laryngoscope blades are intended to be used by trained and licensed individuals to gain a view of the vocal cords during medical procedures. Medtronic's medical education programs are offered to provide attendees education on the FDA-cleared indications and use of our products when applicable. The contents and conclusions of the following program are solely those of the speakers unless otherwise cited. The speakers are responsible for all content and necessary permissions. The speakers received funding from Covidian LP, a Medtronic company, for this speaking engagement. For this segment of the series, a discussion on safe airway management, what do we do when we have unanticipated issues with intubation? To help provide insight into this topic is Dr. David Saw, Director of Bronchoscopy and Interventional Pulmonology at Harbor UCLA Medical Center at Torrance, California. How do we assess this? This is a system, the Malampati scoring system, that I think a lot of us are familiar with. You ask the patient to open the mouth, we take a quick peek inside, and we try to see how much of their oropharynx we can view. The Malampati 1 system that you can see the uvula, you can see the tonsillar pillars, you can see the back of the tongue, you have a great view in there. And then you can see that that imaging or that view gets worse as you go from a Malampati 1 to a Malampati 4. Now the difficulty is, is this good enough? We use this all the time, but the problem that we have is that the Malampati system doesn't always correlate to the actual view we see with either direct or indirect laryngoscopy. So what really helps more? So this is something that we'll see when we're intubating. This is the Cormac-Lehane scale or grading system. And ideally we'd love to see a Cormac-Lehane grade of one. You can see the entire vocal cords, everything looks beautiful. Very commonly with a Macintosh blade, we might see a Cormac-Lehane scale or grade of two, where you can see the posterior portion of the cords, but not necessarily the anterior portion of the cords. And it's really the threes and the fours that start to make us a little bit worried because it's a little bit more of a blind insertion of the intubation of the endotracheal tube if you cannot manipulate the airway to get a better view. So you may have heard of different uh, or other methodologies aside from the Malampati scoring system to try to assess this. Maybe you've heard of the 332 scoring system where you try to see if you can insert three fingers into the patient's mouth as they open their jaw and you try to insert three fingers between the top and the bottom teeth. And then you also try to see if you can put three fingers between the chin to the, uh, the connection of the anterior portion of the neck. Or lastly, the two part of this 332 scoring system is I try to put two fingers between the connection of the mandible down to the thyroid cartilage. All this really drives home is if the patient can open their mouth wide, if they don't have micronathia, they have a long jaw, so their mouth is not as crowded, and then also they have a long neck. Ideally, you'd love to intubate a giraffe if you could, right? Somebody with a big mouth, long neck, long chin. Um, and not all patients have that, but that probably correlates better than a malampati system to assessment of how well you can view the airway. 
But even then, sometimes you run into other additional anatomic problems. You may have patients uh, with laryngospasm or edema of the airways. You can have masses in the airway from cancers or infections. And then of course, we've all had scenarios where patients were bleeding or vomiting or had food particulate matter in their mouth. Um, so I think all this drives home is that we do our best to assess the airway and sometimes we still run into surprises. So what do we do when we have unanticipated situations? So this is data, it's a little bit older, it's coming out of uh, a series of French ICUs, but what they showed, and this is well-quoted data in the critical care literature, was that when these, uh, in this population of French ICUs, when they had difficult intubations, the majority of the providers as a second line agent or methodology would use a bougie. And then about 8% of them might switch to a video laryngoscope if the bougie was not successful. And there's certainly values to a bougie. They are quick, they are portable, they're cheap. Uh, they're readily, uh, they're easy to, to keep on hand. Now, some of this data may be uh, influenced by the timing of this study, which was, as I mentioned, a little bit older, and so therefore the prevalence of certain pieces of equipment has probably changed over time. Now this happens to be pre-COVID, but that being said, there are uh, emerging studies that have shown that first-pass intubation success rates are, are highest or best when using video laryngoscopy systems. Now, that may not be a surprise to those of you who have uh, utilized this in your practice routinely, but let's talk a little about this a little bit more. So first of all, let's compare a video laryng uh, laryngoscopy system to a direct laryngoscopy system. Why might it be better? So number one is we have shown in a number of different series that you get a better visualization of the vocal cords, a better visualization of the glottis. Um, in addition, I think something that's really important is improved success rates with novice operators. And we'll talk a little bit more about this on our next upcoming slides. Um, but also a reduction in the time to intubation. And that'll come into play when we start moving on to discussion of our COVID patients in a second. So let's talk about uh, video laryngoscopy systems and urgent intubation. This is a series of uh, data that came out of New York uh, with Pierre Corey and colleagues. But what they showed when they had critical care fellows, now I'm a pulmonary critical care program director, so I work with trainees all the time. This is particularly important for the environments I happen to work in, may differ for the practices that you're in. Um, so when we looked, or when they looked at these patients, they showed that with the usage of a video laryngoscopy system compared to DL, the first attempt success rate jumped from 68% to 91%. That's quite substantial. And the rate of intubations, or the number of people who required more than three attempts during their intubation dropped from 20% down to 4%. And then lastly, the number of esophageal intubations we all have to be honest and admit, we've all been there, right? Unfortunately, dropped from 14% to zero. So their conclusion was that a video laryngoscopy system should be considered at least as the primary device when urgent, time sensitive, or clinically sensitive situations are being uh, encountered 
especially by less experienced operators. Please tune in next week for a new segment from this series wherever you find your podcast. This is the Medtronic MedEd Learning Experience. Thank you for listening.